Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Escapismist. Thank you for tuning in, and I am excited about this episode. Cat Montgomery, also known as Cat and the Queen, dropped by my place not long before the lockdown, and we had this very candid conversation. She is amazing. She's a songwriter, a singer, a pianist, a writer, and a theater creator. I thought that she had made two, but I found out in this interview that she is the principal creator for three shows, all featuring her own original music. In this episode of The Escapismists, we talk about bandmates and band life. We talk about her lyrics and how she puts her stories into her songs. We talk about serving and the feasibility and the squeeze that is an artist's life living in Toronto. At one point, and if you wanted to skip ahead to this point in the conversation, it's about an hour in, I ask her about how she came up with the name Cat and the Queen. And her, the answer that she gives me is incredible. It's far beyond any music name origin story I have ever heard. This is another episode that predates the lockdown. So, you know, we don't talk about it. So you get a little break from all that stuff. This is an episode that I'm very proud of. People have been coming into my house. They've been honest and generous with their time and sharing their experiences and their deep inspirations for pursuing artistic careers. If you like this show, if you find it helpful, and if you're able to help us out, please visit our Patreon page that's listed in the show notes. Cat will be playing online. That's online and available uh, this Friday. That's Friday, April 24th, 2020 at 7 p.m. Eastern. An online live COVID show at at symbol Barry's live music show ads on Instagram. I hope you enjoy this episode of the escapismists as much as I did. She's a gem and I got to know her a lot better in this conversation. Please welcome cat and the queen's own cat Montgomery. All right. Say something like loud, like, like oh like, my God, I can't believe I even so, went there. Yeah. That was so stupid. Oh, oh my God. All right. If I could tell you. Tell me what? What could you tell me? <laughs> so we're recording now. So tell me what? Oh my God! If it I could tell like you. Dish. Oh, I wish. Yeah. No. Uh, if I could tell you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the Escapismists, and here with me I have the incredible and talented Cat Montgomery of Cat and the Queen. How is, is it? Cat and the Queen and the Royals, or Cat and the Queen with the Royals? Oh my God. This is so fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already like Flush Town young. Central. Um, it's uh, well, it's Cat and the Queen when I'm performing mm. myself at my keyboard, which is the yeah. Queen. Yeah. And then when I perform with a band, it took me a little bit of time, but I thought it was important to give them their own title. Yes. Because it's such a different show when I have the full band mm. really pumping behind and people who that you understand and, and who understand you and like like there's that cohesion there that you've worked on but absolutely yeah. and there's such fantastic musicians it's it's not fair just to say we are cat and the queen yeah perhaps you know because um you know, I do a lot of gigs without them mm. if we were I don't know, always traveling around together. Maybe that would be a different story. But yeah. no, I love calling them the Royals. Okay. Yeah. I want, I want to get into, I want to get into. Oh, this is just so, so much funny. That I want to get into. Uh, well, this is like my first podcast and I'm obsessed Ooh. with um, Mark Marin WTF. And I'm yeah, always yeah. imagining what that looks like and 
Now I'm really living it. Mm. Now exciting. I imagine that that looks well. I imagine like the setup is kind of di- is kind of similar because he always talks about it. It's like the the room cats. above his garage, and then there's the other thing. And the records. Yeah, cats. There's a little bit of records. There's booze there. There wouldn't be booze in his house. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but like he's just you know he's just like yeah. I don't know. Fucking, what do you want? Yeah. Is that yeah. interesting? Yeah. yeah. You want, yeah, you did that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it cool? Good people. Yeah, of course they're good people. What sure, are you sure, say? sure, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> He's awesome, though. But, like, like it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, so you are a. Uh, you are a musician. You're a singer. You're a songwriter. Uh-huh. You are a uh, pianist. Yeah. You're a band leader. You're a theater creator. Ooh. And uh, am I missing anything? Uh, you're a voice I, teacher. Uh, kind of, yeah. Mm. Nap taker. Nap taker. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Nap taker. <laughs> 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 yeah, I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, a, I'm a, a, a waitress. Yeah. But I mean, whatever, whatever you got to do to well, that's part of the escapism is is uh, is like what it takes, like the three sixty of being an artist, uh, of what it takes to do it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We could talk about serving, like, because oh my god, I did it for too long. Uh, It, um, I, I got to the point where I was just constantly bitter. Yeah. Uh, like just like my priorities never felt like they were my own, you know? Right. If I wasn't running around for all the tables trying to make as much as I yeah. could like yeah. th- at that night, yeah. I was off just, you know, yeah. I was off like just running yeah. from gig to gig and band to band. Like, I'd, yeah. Uh, I usually rotated through something like, like between four and six bands, you know? And like either the thing folded or, you know, like the the residency was over or whatever. But Mm -hmm. like it was, you know, it was a lot. Yeah. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, it depends on the gig. Uh, Right now I've got a serving job where I'm treated like an adult. Okay. Everyone's my age. It's hardly hard on the body. It's Mm. kind of one of those little dream things that I can kind of keep doing. But God, man, I never thought that I'd be serving this long. Yeah. Yeah, but it also has the power of being um, flexible, detached, lucrative, mm-hmm. and I struggle. I feel like I've tried to find all different forms of work, but a lot of them are uh, like what too committal. Oh, gardening. Yeah, uh, I like the idea of it, but I don't like doing it. Right, right. Um, what That's else? I mean, even year. teaching too. But that being said, I. I think I'm f- it's taken me a while to to figure out who I how I can be myself in a teaching context because mm-hmm. I think I would always compare myself um, with with other teachers and, and how I should be doing it but now I'm finding my way a bit more and just coming from teaching today what were you teaching uh, I was teaching um, singing slash voice okay. at center for indigenous theater oh. and i've been teaching there on and off for about 10 years really yeah oh. and it's one-on-one and i work with a couple of the students there and today was just with one student for probably an hour and a half Wow! and it was a mixture of you know singing technique 
like movement, body, breath, um, meditation, stream of consciousness, writing, and then just jamming, like writing a song together. Holy smokes. And it was wild. I mean, it it also, too, is when the students show up. How old is the student? Mm, Late 20s. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. They're an adult. Yeah, they're so, all they they range from like, twenty to thirty five, and it's a pretty small like, school at this point. Like high school student who's like ninety <laughs> minutes one on one with his teacher. Like, oh my god, or her Oh my teacher. god, no, 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 no. I've yeah. tried to teach um, um, young kids, and it's like kindergarten cop styles. They're right. just I, I I'm like get off the table, and I say it about six times. I have yeah, no yeah. magic with them. Right, that is magic. It is. And I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be a teacher now. No. Like when I was on the bus up here, I saw all these kids walk off with, you know, iPhones. Yeah. I'm just like, how do you compete? How does one compete with, with that brain. thing? I don't yeah. even know how that was. I mean, rant town, but I don't know how that was even allowed in. Like, why do kids have them at school? It's not. It, um, more and more classrooms are getting them removed. Good. Or, or they're, they're putting in uh, some kind of, um, inhibitors like filter so Mm. that all they can do is work on the classroom app or whatever it is uh so that they can communicate that way yeah but other than that like they're blocked and shut down yeah i mean dave Chappelle does it yeah he does and can i sip coffee yeah yeah oh there we go there you go is your asmr portion oh yes yeah (laughs) that's great i think i'd really like that actually asm ASMR? ASMR, yeah. I haven't really gone, because I'm sure that goes down a whole lot of uh, alleyways. I I I got into it for a couple of years. To go to sleep? Uh, Ostensibly to go to sleep, but then I would end up just like staying up and like watching it and experiencing this like alone person doing these weird little things. Uh, I was doing, I got into it when I was doing a, sound design for a production of Macbeth, which I also want to talk to you about because oh, we were yeah. doing different sound designs for different productions of <laughs> the same play, Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, it was Macbeth in Syria, <laughs> so I was researching li- like just different sounds, and one of the sounds that I wanted to play with was the Tibetan singing bowl. Mm. Uh, and so I started looking into that, and I started going on YouTube, and then there were some ASMR things <laughs> of, of people playing singing bowls in their, in their sessions, and then I got to, you know, like just crinkling table oh my god one I guy love it. one guy peeled an orange for like five <laughs> minutes and it was awesome like just the big sound canceling things on your yeah. uh, hands on your head and you're just like oh yeah i yeah, mean and do you feel like you, and do you feel like you were watching it or really listening to it um i was listening to it and watching it so I, so it wasn't yeah. really helping me with going to sleep yeah. but i was also watching these people go through it Mm-hmm. And like how strange it is, and how you know, like you have mm-hmm. to buy into mm-hmm. this is a real thing that I'm gonna do for 40 minutes a week, and you know, and then yeah. editing, and then putting it up, and maintenance, and all that kind of stuff. But, but like it's real. <laughs> I just find it interesting of like this. I love the tangent town here, but mm. uh, you know, like old school days, like Shakespeare Town or whatever. Mm. Um, it would be to see uh, to hear a play. Yeah. And now we go see a concert. Yeah. Just as far as how we take in things. And I find that I love like the auditory, like podcasts I like listening to or cleaning up to. I mean, I have no interest in watching The Crown, but I love having it on in the background because it feels like a radio play. Yeah. yeah. You know what that kind of, 
in taking information through the ears versus the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something there's something about Netflix now. I think that it's like you don't have to watch every frame. <laughs> no. Like it's like okay. Oh, what happened? I'm sure I'll get it. Yeah. Okay. There, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, there's so much I want. Well, to Well, there about. is, there is, but something that just really, uh, and maybe yeah. it's insecure alert or something like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you are like a a very um, broad scoped musician, huh? Okay, I um, I think I have been. Yeah, like I never really think it's so funny, but I never really think of myself as a musician. Like really? A pianist. What do you think of yourself as? Well, I think with a, a little bit about my relationship with the piano mm-hmm. might be a way to start with that. Is that um, youngest of four? Yeah. And my oldest sister would play the piano, and my mom was like right beside doing the metronome, so she knows like all the Chopin and skilled and right. very, you know. And the being the fourth kid, I think this is a common story. Are you if the youngest? You, yeah. Okay. It's just like juggle knife town. Like if you want to do piano, if you want to do something, but you don't have to. Right, right. So I wasn't very structured and rigorous with technique. Right. But I always had a relationship with it. Yeah, yeah. But it was always something that I did like when my mom's vacuuming or people are out. Like I was a very private yeah piano player very private musician i have a theory about that but ooh, okay uh well i'm the youngest as well i'm Uh uh, the youngest of three yeah and uh, both my brother and sister also played piano and there were things that i was brought into young enough that i didn't know that i was bad at it you know Mm. like i started skiing when i was three and mm-hmm. I just took to it, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I still, I was talking about it last week, uh, like skiing is just a part of my life and it's, it's a part of my soul. It just like releases me, you know, like mm-hmm. you get to the top of the hill, it's fresh snow, there's fresh powder, the air is crisp and you look around and like, there's always, even if it's fog, like there's always some kind of amazing scenery happening yeah, yeah. and, and then you just go and like your, your whole body is committed, you know, mm-hmm. and you're taking your life and your safety with you. Mm-hmm. But, but I was three when I started that I was five when I started piano and my brother and sister were in like grade five Royal Conservatory and so they were just good uh-huh. and like they're like six and seven years older than me so like you know they're more advanced and all this kind of stuff so yeah. like I just thought they were good yeah and I was comparatively very bad uh-huh. And so I took that on myself and I'm like, well, no, I'm not very good. No, oh I'm not. My God. And then my brother and sister were also like, they were kind of done with piano. Yeah. And my mom was like, hey, do you want to play piano? And I said, no, no, I don't think I do. And she's like, well, you're going to play piano. <laughs> nice. Good woman. And then uh, I was in it for over tw- uh, over 12 years, I think. Yeah. I never got past grade two because I never practiced. Yeah. But. It did release me from like any fear and inhibition about theory and stuff like that. Anyway, all of that to say, I think the thing my my point was is that as the youngest, you perceive people like who are older than you as already having these skills oh and talents. Oh my god, that's a good fucking theory. I I it boggles me. I remember being eight years old and wanting to do dance so badly yeah but i'm like oh but they've all been doing it since they were five right right you know i'm eight years old yeah and what a ridiculous like now being 38 yeah maybe i've kind of 
past the point of like there's no Selena Gomez in my story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you like as far as like I'm I'm not going to be doing anything else. So yeah, the, yeah. the the pressure of ambition or trying to get it right mm-hmm. has been I mean, sure, it's a fucking tail that always grows back and it's a bit of a monster in the closet. But for the most part, it's um, it's it, it's not as loud. If Does that make sense? What do you mean? What's the tail in the closet or the, <laughs> the tail well, grows back? Just that the idea that I'm too old or to do something. Right. I think was louder when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, because now I'm past that point of thinking that I need to be in a certain spot because yeah. I'm not in that spot. And then now that I'm a certain age, which mm. is still so fucking. Y- I mean, everything is so young until you're dead. Yeah. Or your total mind goes and body. I mean, like that's that. But yeah, it's it. Um, I feel like I I'm I'm I have more of a. I'd like to think this and 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 summon it and kind of bow to it of more of a learner's mind now than I did before. Yeah. When I was young. Really? Oh yeah. Oh Hmm. yeah. I can't believe when I was eight years old, new year's resolutions were always like, you got to practice more. You got to practice more, but I would never practice enough. And that voice of how I talked to myself from such an early age, Hmm. like there was, um, um, jealousy of other musicians. Yeah. Or where they are versus where I am has cut me off from exposing myself to amazing art because I've been scared that I am less than or not enough or it's going to take away from who I am. Right, right. Wild. Yeah. Like appreciating Prince on piano or something. Well, like listening to, you know... Pink Floyd, Life um, Alive in, uh, what's that one? Like Hawaii or something. Yeah, yeah. Pompeii. Right, okay. You know, and just like. That's right, that's right. Just smoking a joint or not or whatever and just like listening to the full album for the sake of enjoyment. Yeah. Or listening to like, I'm really into pet sounds right now. Right, right. And just listen, so much music that I haven't exposed myself to. Yeah one way or another i still find it hard to listen to some female musicians really yeah well uh, like who uh like saint vincent yeah or like uh what's her name sharon van galen okay i don't i don't know i don't know her but But it would be or or, uh jenny lewis yeah or or uh, female musicians that are successful and they're kind of in my camp. Right, right. But but this is all just the way, yeah. like it's a practice of, oh, I can sit at this table too and there's enough to go around and every human is different. That's why mm. everybody can do uh, a Hamlet or a whatever. It's what you bring to right. it. Right, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I'm like, yeah. I don't want to. Like Robert De Niro's Hamlet that. was, you know, uh, <laughs> Raging Bull. Like, you know, it wasn't Hamlet. It was this other thing. Is that right. what you mean? Um, I just mean that because someone else is thriving and doing it and uh, Courtney Barnett of like these fantastic lyrics does not mean that I can't do it. Right. You know, like she's taken a great piece of the pie and then oh, now there's no more pie. Yeah. There's tons of pie. Yeah. 
Man, that that's only changed for me in the last couple of years. Oh, I know. I'm saying this now, but it's a daily fucking practice. Right, right. Yeah, it's. I used to every show I would go and see, I would be just checking out the <laughs> bass player and being like, "Yeah, whatever," or like, oh, "I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have made that choice." Or if they were, if I felt that they were good and like, like very, you know, competent or whatever, I would just be like taking notes you know and just like wow this yeah. is you know and like yeah. this this person's just like a bit yeah. beyond yeah where now it's just like okay you're the person who's made these yeah. choices you know and uh, one thing i'll say just more on that is that i've had a couple of instances where um one was about four or five years ago mm-hmm. i was reading a now magazine of what was happening during some kind of festival and there was an artist performing in it and I just got such a pang of jealousy Mm -hmm. and I was like what am I going to do with this and then I sent a message immediately to a friend uh, who I've always kind of wanted to work with and is still and and our relationship has grown that much more artistically and and friendship wise Mm -hmm. but anyways sent a message and I was like do you want to do something like I know she was flying off to do some school at UBC or whatever. But I was like, we've got, you know, six weeks. We want to create something. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up creating a play called uh, Inside mm-hmm. that took place in my house. And it was a uh, site specific. It was all at, uh, well, site specific, of course, because it was in my house. Right. But it was all about uh, private versus public persona. Yeah. And we used five different rooms and we got five different actors. And it was a one-on-one performance where the person performing was really or the audience member was rather uh, like a fly on the wall yeah for this person in this scenario and all the scenarios were vastly different okay so just to say that that jealousy i felt it was like well what do i when i get these feelings and fuck i'll get them till the day i die what do i Mm. what do i do with it for like powers for good or for evil. I could self-sabotage. Yeah. I could like binge my face off or I don't know, whatever that fear does to me. Mm. Or I can be like, well then where's my energy going to go? And that's right. a beautiful example that really happened in my life where we created something that I'm so proud of. Mm. And more than that, our like friendship and collaboration keeps growing. Right. Right. You know? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wh- when was this? Mm. We did two incarnations of it. Uh, the first one would have been, oh man, time, right? Yeah. So I, I, I want to say like six years ago. Wow. Okay. But then we ended up doing it, I think, three years ago at Summerworks, and it was a little different because there was a, something quite magical about the first one. Yeah. But uh, the formula of creating this piece. Um, can be like suitcased anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Yeah. All you need is five actors. Well, it depends on the space. Mm-hmm. So wherever there's, you know, if you have an outdoor space or anywhere, like there, in the first one, there was a kitchen, a bathroom, two bedrooms, and a living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was quite. A, it was a special little thing. Nice. Oh, hey, cutie. Hey. Sorry, uh, my cat Albus is just uh, making his uh, podcast debut. Oh my god! He was here last week, but he was just uh, he was just lap cat and just you know just uh, being a bit of a cheerleader <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, so you did that six years ago. Inside was six years ago. 
Uh, the first incarnation of it? Yeah. I mean, it could have been five, maybe seven, something like that. Okay. You know, uh, another thing that was such a win with working with, her name is Sasha Singer Wilson. Okay. She was the collaborator. Mm-hmm. Amazing artist and, and writer, human. Was that uh, it taught me about what collaboration can be. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I carried on with how I work with others and how I want others to work with me. Yeah. What as was far, it? As far as um, transparency, um, working from what we can give, um, like I have worked with um, and I know dynamics are can be tough but I used to work with my brother and he's a drummer and at first when we started working together it was just like a honeymooning right it was such a dream and then it started to get uh Ah, just the dynamics were so, I mean, our sibling relationship had a history of being kind of wrought and difficult, but it, then it started to come into the practice and I didn't know how to verbalize my feelings. So I'm sure there's a lot at play with that. But then when mm-hmm. I started working with Sasha, I was like, it doesn't need to have that, that tension and severity yeah. and perfectionism, yeah, I yeah. think can be r- paralysis to the max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and coming from a place where classical music was the first thing and mm. what was on the page is correct. Uh huh. And then, but then bringing that kind of thing. And then, uh, and then you came up through the theater as well, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that thing of like hitting your mark and mem- remembering the blocking and yeah. the shape, you know, and you need to be in the light and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And those things growing up, it seemed to me that they were all absolute. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to do this, you had to do that. And there was no ad-libbing, there was no adding of syllables, let alone lines, you know, like mm-hmm. you had to get it right. So uh, was that sh- was that the first play that you created inside? No, I um, I toured a one-woman show called Straight From That Side of Town and later renamed as Cracked. Yeah. I toured that in 2009 across Canada in the in the fringe tour. Yeah. And then to New York for a bit. Really? And that came out of some mask characters that I'd created doing um, some school at York. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I've done a lot of I mean, I used to just live with just because I wander doesn't mean I'm lost kind mm. of adage just to make myself feel like but I I really have moved around from theater and comedy and voice teaching and think I should be marine biologist and no I don't want to do anything like just all these well that's that's one thing that's come that's come up that keeps coming up in uh in these podcasts is is uh the idea of pivot points oh you know everybody has uh you know Laura started 
as a singer and then she added acting to that and then Mm -hmm. she went into musical theater now she runs her own film production company yeah and it just seems like necessity dictates what your next thing is going to do right uh and it's it seems to me that you're in a similar kind of situation with with, um i didn't know you did you did uh, these other plays but Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that i knew about were love in space and pump Yeah. yeah um and uh yeah, Love in Space, I thought was was really interesting because you'd approach that, uh, you'd approach me about uh, about playing in that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then I couldn't do it because uh, uh, I had I had to be out of town for for this right. OELC for uh, in that in that portion of time. But I thought it was interesting because you were doing it as a jukebox musical to your album. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just uh, it floored me because I was like, what an interesting way to. Um, create more value from uh, from your album and you know expand it out into a thing yeah I think I've gone through periods of choosing one or the other yeah and then understanding now that no the theatricality of how I perform live uh, without script is uh, is where like I, I don't know if how this sounds but it's like where my magic is yeah that's that's that is my strength is yeah. embracing that embracing i mean uh that those opportunities of doing love and space love and space especially because we converted this theater to like a glow-in-the-dark spaceship and it was off the grid and we had a bar in there and yeah. you know it was quite wild and i i it was it was a I mean, what else can you say than good learning experiences? I will mm. say I wish I had more fun with it. With Yeah? Yeah. Mm. And I'd like to have some more fun with a lot of my content. Yeah. I feel like it always goes a bit uh, bit dark town. But, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Why, why, <laughs> why do you think that? Why do you feel that? Well, I think, I mean, as, as far as even enjoying musicians, I've always loved David Byrne because... He's just like operates in the light. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Like he's just, he's such a curious person making bicycle books and just, you know, uh, I remember yeah. listening to him have an interview where he, he already knew that doing a degree at university wasn't going to get him a job. So he was going to take all the courses he could to learn as much as he could. Huh. But I always thought, no, if I, you know, I do a degree, I will get a job and I will succeed. And there's probably a myriad of reasons yeah. for that happening. Or thinking that way, yeah. but the yeah the uh, I I am a, a human who is uh, uh, I I mean I really have to I don't I don't want to say fight the darkness because I feel like I'm working at like holding it embracing it and just through action and friends kind of moving through it like it's just always a ball that's moving yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. yeah well um i don't know that that, that brought that brings me to to another uh to another thing that i thought of because yeah. we start, we've been playing t- on s- the same bills on many many nights for yeah. Ears yeah, that's why and stuff. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and when it started, you were doing predominantly, you know, to break your to break the ice of like whatever, mm-hmm. uh, whatever Cat and the Queen was yeah. was uh, you're doing joke songs. 
you know like, like funny songs like yeah. waitress 86 and like there was another one who's uh, gonna just call enough. it who's gonna call it oh mercy fight yeah, which yeah. i still feel like should come back <laughs> and uh just another suicidal day in vancouver yeah which was the first song that i wrote yeah really really well oh god i love this this yeah. is such an awesome process because i feel like there could be about seven million of them like it's <laughs> just like all the different wormholes of like what's the reality we're gonna choose yeah. but um <laughs> but um Oh, God, man. Yeah. Uh, when I first started, uh, you know, writing songs, it was from a real survival point. And uh, I never thought of myself as a singer or a public musician. So I was writing songs. And this is back in 2000. And 11 2012 where I was writing songs and I wanted my friends to sing them Mm -hmm. and then um a couple choice friends would come into my living room and I'd I'd shake and I'd be like okay I'm gonna play you this song but I was so insecure you know my first open mics were like um excuse me okay okay you know like just uh, yeah yeah crazy well, that understandable perspective of yeah, because it was like, so vulnerable and so private. Yeah, um, and the Vancouver was I had gone out to visit, and uh, you know, don't go to Vancouver when you don't really have much of an agenda. Right. In January, for too long of a stay, like oh, it just got so dark, and it actually got so dark where I was like, fuck it, like I don't know if I can keep this up yeah but I kept it up and I came home and I wrote these lyrics and what was fun about it was finding some kind of that um buoyant music it's in the same way of like Fleetwood Mac and actually um Beach Boys yeah what I love about their music is that it's it's contrary to their content yeah you know, like about the brokenhearted and like the pet sounds. I just love his lyrics of love mm. is here and then it's gone. Or I don't think I was built for this time. Yeah. You know, but it's really to this kind of upbeat music. Yeah, Tom Waits' thing. Uh, uh, I love hearing beautiful music that tells me terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tom Waits. God damn it. Fuck. I got to get more into him too. Mm. I don't feel like I've... I mean, you asked me to do that. The Tom Waits night. Thing, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, to uh, fundraiser for his for the play that that we're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's ongoing. I'm writing grants. I was writing grants this morning. And, uh, oh, writing grants. Yeah, yeah. Nope. That's another. I mean, that's another part. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a nuts and bolts part. Uh, maybe that I'll you know I'll have some kind of grant writer <laughs> to talk about that, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've at this point, I've met a great human who helps me with um, like website Mm -hmm. and grants and Mm -hmm. photos and fun stuff like that. Because grants, I just always feel like I'm Mm. delivering a stillborn. Oh, 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 kitty cat. He should be your like visual mascot for this uh, podcast. Because do your do the. Have you talked about what this kitty looks like mm, no. on air? Oh, no, my God. What kind of cat is he? Uh, he is a v- unusually energetic for this time of day, Cornish <laughs> Rex cat, uh, who 
Uh, we've had him for less than a month. Oh. He's a champion Cornish Rex. Uh, champion yeah yeah he he would do cat shows and he won champion status and then he started siring uh, (laughs) litters for uh, a couple of years and uh, now he's retired so now he's a he's a house cat what did you say siring yeah yeah like like fathering litters and stuff never heard that word before well because he's a champion like pedigree yeah uh, so then he you know they want to keep they want to infuse him with other good strong bloodlines and stuff so uh so we have five generations of uh of where he's from Mm. and uh so yeah he uh retired from his job at uh two years he's got the cutest little ball sack yeah yeah that's <laughs> new too he j- yeah you got s- that's he's new? Been s- well he's been snipped for like less than less than a month oh and um oh they used to be bigger yes yeah oh. well you know they they, they were a bit swollen because the operation oh, and then now now he's back to normal but i thought they used to take them they used to just take the the, the balls off but i guess they don't now for similar reasons why they don't for for humans uh that it kind of maintains the uh metabolism and testosterone level and stuff so um but yeah he's adapted really well uh so yeah retired before he turned three <laughs> and a grandfather oh he's a grandfather right and he's only how old uh he's turning three in at the 31st of january mm. so yeah D- his full name is dr albus tiny cat ryan o'brien <laughs> yeah my girl, my girlfriend uh had had said for years like her entire adult life she's wanted the cat and the cat's name was dr tiny cat and then we were like well what are we gonna call him for short and then um at the place his name was dallas oh and then we we're like okay so let's get something that kind of sounds similar and whatnot and i was just throwing out ideas just to like make her laugh or possibly annoy her and uh, uh, she's a big Harry Potter fan, as you can see from the bunting behind you. Oh. Uh, and from the poster on the wall over there. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm and so out of, I don't know any Harry Potter. I thought that was like her heritage. Oh. When I saw this, well, I thought, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. She is British. So. Yeah, she is British. But yeah. I actually thought, ooh, coat of arms or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's her house coat. Gryffindor. Uh, coat of arms, house oh. Gryffindor, yeah. Wow, that's something I really missed. I think maybe it's just my age. Or it's still a good something. read. I read them a year and a half ago, and from the perspective of an adult, and from the perspective of that kind of achievement, mm. like she put those out in seven years, seven books in seven years, with all the maelstrom of the popularity of it, and then halfway through it, all the films start coming out. Yeah, which like, it might have been ten years or whatever, but she put them all out before all of the all of the films came out uh-huh. and it was incredible it's an incredible journey it's like a super fun story yeah. um the the you know like all the characters are, are really rich and well well drawn the world is well drawn um we actually we went to london for a few days and we went to an airbnb and on airbnb there was this thing um called uh it was the harry potter walking tour this is london england london england yeah, yeah. and uh we went there and we met up and uh oh, so you, obviously yeah harry so potter you, walking you tour, go yeah. and see these sites and mm-hmm. and it was half um 
it was half okay so this is the thing that's in this movie and this is the thing that's in that movie and the other half was this this is what jk rowling was going through when when she thought about this place and these are the things that, that she wanted to present and whatnot and just kind of creating the narrative of where this kind of society would have come from you know like like where this magic world would have come from in in her mind and just building it out from so it was really you know it was like an hour and a half or something but i can't recommend it enough it was really fun writers and drummers they baffle me for fuck's Why? sakes. How I just drummers don't drummers. You? Oh my so god! So straightforward. Like, is it? Oh god! For, yeah. To what brain? What? I mean, I like drumming when it's the. I. It's very cathartic, mm. but to a certain point, and then after that, if I have to like double hit the thing uh, and that, like the rhythm. Oh, you styles, mean actually drumming? Actually I thought you drumming. meant like drummers were just like the weird kind of. Person. Oh, <laughs> like no, no. Drummers are fine. No. Jesus. Yeah. What do you call them? Put them in their what corner you, and they're they're off. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you call a drummer without a girlfriend? Homeless. I love that joke. How do you know a drummer's knocking at your door? How? <laughs> he speeds up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's fun. <laughs> um. Speaking of drummers, yeah, um, I want to do like the deep dive blue blues brothers, where you found each of your royals. Oh yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go by name, uh, and one of them I know and love very much. So uh, so yeah, we'll come to that. Uh huh. Um, S. Quinn, hoodless. Ooh, uh, he a saxophone player. Yes. And I, I will say with the Royals, it's that it's also the umbrella name of whatever musicians come and go. Okay. Um, because, you know, people have other interests and things on their plate yeah. and things to do. So the, it's not a con, the, it's a kind of almost like just the, the family who can come in and do a gig and who yeah, can't yeah. and who needs to take some time off. And is there another human that's going to come in the mix and be the Royals? So. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, Quinn Hoodless, sax player to the max. You know, that's one of those sweet cases of sometimes I do weird gigs for like a friend's theater fundraiser Mm -hmm. or something where I'd rather just be at home under covers. (laughs) What I mean, that's usually all of my life. (laughs) Yeah. That's it's like thing, how to com- how keep, to compete with Netflix. Pu- pushing it out, you, you know. You... Well, because it's exercising that muscle that I know that even though the inside of me always thinks that I need isolation, yeah. I actually need community. Yeah, and that's and music and practice and and like exerting that because I feel like I'm the most of myself when I am performing, mm-hmm. and I get that reprieve after you know afterwards. Anyway, so Quinn Hoodless was a case where I did this. Um, You know, I played a friend's birthday party Mm. and he was doing the sound for it. And he was just a fucking angel with eyelashes for days. Yeah. And he was just super interested. I was like, would you ever want to jam around? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yeah. And he initially came on to do some guitar stuff. But then it it, it just parlayed better for him because he's a a master sax player. Mm. And he's a producer. So the the latest single that I put out... um, Hot bath. Hot bath. He yeah. produced and recorded that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
So that's right. Quinn. Uh, Brent Maidens. Oh, he was my manager at Chibo Wine Bar. On, really? Yeah, on nice. King Street. He was my manager at Brazenhead. Irish no Pub. kidding. Yeah, yeah. That's so fun. Oh, so you know he and Colleen are getting married. Yes, I do know Cute. he and Colleen are getting married. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and it was. I'll tell you what happened too. Just we'll we'll keep going down the list of mm. them, but. Uh, I had been playing before with my, with my brother, uh, and another bass player and just, you know, I, I was new to this racket. So I didn't, when band relationships kind of started to crumble, I was like, no, I'm trying to hold on so desperately. But then I understand that, oh no, like new energy comes in and you move out and Mm -hmm. that's fine. So just to say that. I was supposed to do this show at the Horseshoe, and I told uh, Lasky, the promoter, that I was like, well, I'm just going to be performing solo, because mm-hmm. it was after like it all ruptured with my brother and another uh, bass player friend, and everything's humaned out now. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was like, no way. He, he used to be a bit more of a, a a bully with me, but he's quite a sweetheart now. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, mm. It's a tough racket to be a promoter, I guess. It is, it is, and <laughs> he's got one of the one of the jewels of Toronto. Hundred oh, percent. And when I curate shows too, I'm the exact same with my acts. I'm like, can you bring this amount what of people? Draw, yeah. What have you been showing? It's just otherwise, it's, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, his reaction was quite like, "What are you talking about? You're not going to have a full band." Blah 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 blah. Yeah, right. And I was like, "Huh?" So I knew Brent. Yeah. And Dave, who we'll get to in a second, mm-hmm. I knew him from doing gigs alongside when he would be playing with another band that yeah. I knew, Lamb Lion, mm-hmm. with Oliver Piggott and Donka. Uh, did you ever remember them? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, been to Oliver's place. Oh, yeah. oh, and they've got two little babies. They do? Yeah. Nice. Side note. But yeah. um. Yeah, so I ended up just reaching out to Brent and Dave, and I was like, guys, would you want to just slam dam some practices together and perform at the Horseshoe in a month? Right. And they were in. Wow. And then and then we just had such a ball. We're like, well, let's keep this going. Wow, nice. So that's how that happened. Huh. Uh, and that's uh, uh, Dave as well. And Dave, Dave was a, just a sweetheart that I had... Yeah. Um, because Oliver and Donka and I had, you know, done gigs at the Cameron House quite a few times and other um, horseshoe as well, other little venues um, that we had just become friendly and, and nice. So he was someone that I was able to just reach out if he was interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. And Tal Davidson. Oh, my God. What a dream boat. He, uh, <laughs> I was at a coffee shop. Uh, Loveless or something like that on Dundas and Bro- oh, we don't need the freaking mm. pinpoint location of it but just to say Dundas that Dundas and Gladstone for anyone who's yeah. about to look <laughs> I right, had that right, right. tip of my head so. <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah I was I'm meeting a pal there to have some chitty chats and then the door behind you know uh, in comes Tal with this double bass yeah which i'm looking at right now that you've got Mm -hmm. and he was just kind of struggling with the entrance so i helped him in he settled down nearby we Mm. made some chitty chats yeah and i was just like do you ever play guitar Mm. and he's like well and actually i don't it's not my main instrument Mm. but i would love to 
exercised it a bit. And I was like, well, if you ever want to jam. Yeah. And so then he came into the mix and he is a brilliant. I mean, they all are. But he, he, um, and they all are. But uh, Mm. there's some, there's some magic that I think the guitar has brought to a lot of the pieces. Yeah. Really fleshing it out. Right. And Tal and Quinn were, did your show Pump this summer, didn't it? It was uh, Dave and Quinn. Dave and Quinn. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So um, what what brought you to the fringe this past summer? Um, after Love in Space, the pr- one of the producer friends I was working with, she was like, you know what? We should just throw Love in Space into the Fringe Festival for next year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And I didn't even think about it again until one of my friends sent me a text and said, oh, you got into the Fringe. And I was like, what? But I had... Um, you didn't know? What's that? You didn't know? Like, I knew that I had been submitted, but I I just kind of left it. Like, I didn't follow it up. Oh, okay. Because it was kind of her suggestion, and I was like, yeah, sure. They don't it, send emails? Uh, maybe it was because it was announced at that party when they're actually pulling out the numbers. Oh, okay. Maybe I got an email soon after or right, something. Right, right. Anyway, it's slipped but, the But anyways, I was like, oh. And then I thought, well... I didn't know if I wanted to do love and space again. Yeah. I kind of, um, I kind of off-roaded and on-roaded a bit about what I wanted to do with that spot. And then it kind of just settled on, um, doing this, doing that little piece Mm. pump. And, um, I've submitted that piece pump into Summerworks for this year. Okay. With Cameron House providing the site-specific venue. Yeah, yeah. And a new director. Uh-huh. And I'm curious on that evolution. Right, right. Of it. Hmm. Yeah, because I feel like that just the, the theater performance and the music is what I'm interested in yeah. continuing to, to, to marry. Right. You know, and you just can't do that at a... Like, I love performing at the Horseshoe or something like that, but... That's like me in a in a wild costume having fun for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the night's over. Yeah. But I'm also curious of more theater residencies right. or uh, where I can really set up the lights and really play around with content and settling in the character. Yeah, and and, and also just like getting because earlier when we were talking, where I was like, I don't think of myself as a musician. Yeah. Is that I really. I mean, I don't say that to be cruel to myself, but I think of myself as a a theater artist that plays piano. Mm -hmm. And that helps me psychologically, too, because there was probably so much time that I wasted where I'm like, I'm not Oscar Peterson. I'm not practicing 20 million hours a a week. Yeah, yeah. And and beating myself up for that when I realize I'm actually just interested in lots of things, performative. Right. And so wherever I can try to bring in comedy or mask or i don't know i guess it's just cabaret or whatever it is Mm. it uh, makes me feel that i'm like realizing myself more and more right like you mean like it's bringing you closer to yourself yeah right yeah and 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 actually the move of taking this piece that i did last summer and you know i was initially gonna just be like oh you know and i'm just you know garbaging up that like and on to the next thing right. I was like what if I 
fucking took this piece and took it back into the lab. This is a pump you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I like that expression of taking things back into the lab. Right. Because it's like, let's just get deeper with it. So often it's like, let's do this project and move on to the next thing. When If I get real with myself, I'm always circling around the same themes. Yeah. Escapism, uh-huh. a, a, like addiction, absence of of love and seeking of and how we fill ourselves and and um um uh i mean i guess that's (laughs) quite a few things so i feel like anything that i write that is new it's still dancing around all of those themes so why not take um just take something and keep keep fleshing it out because i do like that formula of mingling songs with content and playing around with what is happening in present and what is happening in flashback and yeah and you know and also the bigger themes of how we process trauma you know and and yeah (laughs) i'm sorry we're we're getting we're getting far down the road here but can you can you give kind of a description of what pump was about yeah so pump was um where love and Base was quite a a wild kind of fantasy ride with a lot of cooks in the kitchen, create right. creative wise. Right. That uh, uh, kind of not solely in a negative way, but kind of um, I, I I don't think I was always clear on. It kind of. Yeah, and it was like other people's opinions, and I was like, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Pump was the mandate was like, I'm gonna write this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was more of a semi-autobiographical tale of how Cat and the Queen, a little bit of me as Cat and mm-hmm. how Cat and the Queen evolved. And taking from a lot of the, uh, you know, character work and stuff like that I did in the past, it starts with a, a small child. Uh, Kitty, who's like in her parents' closet mm-hmm. playing with her keyboard, which is how I spend a lot of my days. It was in my parents' walk-in closet. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of um, f- family... Uh, um, uh, I was just going to say nonsense, but I don't want to trivialize it like mm-hmm. that. But there was like uh, a, a bit of a, t- a tough environment happening there with... Uh, neglect and other people going on with, uh, you know, my parents going through a divorce and just mm. a lot. They were going through so much and juggling four kids and all this kind of stuff. Um, but that's where the piano became my friend and it became a place where I could put my solitude and and grief and, and my friend. Yeah. And, uh, and so then it moved through, you know, which, uh, then it journeyed into cat at like a, you know, s- an, in real time with the audience mm-hmm. at a, like a CD comedy performance venue. And we realized soon that she's losing her. She's, she's unraveling, Yeah, y- you know, out of a breakup, not able to cope with it drinking all the tequila playing with the audience really crass but trying to be buoyant but failing miserably but still on we go yeah yeah. and uh i will say with that show i was very i was very proud of it by the i mean the whole process i was but by the last performance the way that it was landing i was like oh 
this is just like the beginning of this. Right. It needs a third act where it starts to get like surreal, where it gets more about spirit and who we are traveling because it yeah. didn't get into that third chapter. Yeah. We saw a lot of her losing her shit and kind of getting disillusioned with the world and the images and the state of our fucking planet. Mm. And yet it, it, it's calling for something else. So that's my hope moving forward with the content. It's probably the songs and it will change. The writing might completely change. Yeah. But the story itself, I, I think I, I, that it's a, that it's a, an unraveling in a public setting right, of right. the expect because that's what I'm always so absorbed with is is the expectations of self like where am I supposed to be at a certain age yeah yeah you know like it's wild to me I, I work in an industry where like servers that are 10 years younger but I don't like I used to think that 38 year olds were so old but we're all just kind of doing it but I thought that I was supposed to be in a certain place and Sometimes there's a lot of darkness with that. Yeah. Even though it's all a lie. <laughs> well, I mean, there's it. It is. It, that is a lie. You know, like like you're mm. you are where you're at, and yeah, you know, like the discoveries that you're making every day are are you know they didn't come yesterday. They came today, mm -hmm. and all you can do is be glad to be moving forward with them. At, like at mm -hmm. the time at the time and place that we're at. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it just the uh, it changes because there's uh, there's just a lack of pressure mm. from like oh yeah I gotta make it gotta make it yeah. like there's one of your lyrics on um, troubling eyes yes uh, in the uh, I don't know if it's a bridge or like a I don't care if I make something. it no more yeah 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 that oh yeah and, like, I love I was that listening song to that so fucking like, much shit. I love that song so much yeah I love it and I love performing it. Yeah. I love performing it so much, especially with a band, because mm. like my punk self, my mm. fucking like, fuck it, really comes out. Yeah. You know, that's so many comments of like, why don't you smile more? Or like, you could be this. And it's just like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like all of it. Like, I'm not these mm. expectations of self that are so like it's so goddamn insidious because it's just the way that the society runs on like, you know fear so buy that $40 skin tightening cream like get out of here right and it's just giving the middle finger to it yeah that like I'm not operating on your watch anymore yeah yeah I'm not doing it and that really comes back to the beginning of our conversation too where I feel like having more of a learner beginner mind now because I don't want to reach some kind of fucking finish line that doesn't it I mean, it just doesn't exist for me. Yeah. I'd rather think like, okay, like so incorporate, you know, naps yeah. and travel and retreats and taking breaks, mm -hmm. which is speaking of it in middle of March, I'm going to a small town, uh, Lunenburg yeah. outside of Halifax mm -hmm. for the summer. I, I mean, um, yeah, hopefully I get into summer works and come back in July and rehearse that show. Yeah. But go there from end of March till July or August and like work in a coffee shop and live by the ocean and write. Why? Why is there a term limit to it? Well, because I work well in experiments. 
Okay. I work well in. I'm going to sublet my place for five months because mm-hmm. I love my place in Toronto. Right. I have my piano and I've got things kind of tourist up. You know what I mean? Like I've got my books and my pillows and stuff. Right, right. Uh, not like having a comfortable home is Your exclusive to tourists, <laughs> but it is a, it is a, a theme. Oh, yeah. Wait, I think I saw this when I was researching. <laughs> May 3rd? Uh, no, April 26th. April 26th. That was somebody else. All right. <laughs> God damn it. I thought you I was going to be up. so slick. Nice research. Oh. Idiot. Oh, 26. Uh, I'm May 2nd. So oh. Yeah. Tauro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The, so just to go for a little bite-sized time and mm. see see how that feels. Because mm-hmm. Toronto is also breaking my heart. Yeah. How do you mean? Uh, just like I feel like it's getting renovated for the rich. Yeah. And that's not my language. Someone, a friend of mine, Lara, said that. But, like, I think that's not exclusive just to Lara. I think a lot of people could say that. It's just condo town. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't feel like, and I think there's lots of articles coming out about, like, Toronto's got to decide if they want to keep their artists or not. Yeah. People have to move out of the city. And I've taken stints at a town where I get so much more, and not done in like this kind of like mm, but I really feel like I'm living more artistically than hustling yeah for work just to be exhausted to yeah. kind of reprimand myself that I'm not doing more and then you don't have the energy to feed your soul so that you yeah. can do yeah. the things and I'm just, it, yeah, it's ocean and small town I think I have a yeah. lot of that in me I have a friend uh, out there, Adrian, who still runs uh, a theater, or not a theater festival, a comedy festival mm. in Toronto. So she comes back every year. She um, and she, you know, she moved out there. Like she met a guy, and mm. uh, and then um, you know, like within a year, like she just like kind of, and she always had that thing. She she always had the thing that we've been talking about the server thing and like just like pounding pavement and doing the thing and mm. da, 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 like mm-hmm. and like here for her it wasn't music it was comedy mm-hmm. and uh and just like oh my god i gotta do this gotta do that yeah. gotta do this gotta do that yeah and then she was just she similarly like just was like i'm gonna go somewhere else and do other things i'm gonna keep doing this i'm you know like yeah. a- absolutely yeah. like yeah like, but i'm gonna feed the things that it takes yeah. for me to be able to feed yeah. that thing yeah well so she's do you know she she'd been serving out there uh-huh. and then uh and now she's got a kid and like she's still doing all that stuff yeah. and like just i haven't spoken to her but through like you know mm-hmm. online stuff yeah. like it's just like Ah, your shoulders are a bit lower and yeah yeah and it's also um the process of i don't know what what do you want to call it like metamorphosizing evolution growth pivot points pivot points but speaking of the royals um you know i love these guys to death and they're they're fantastic to perform in toronto but they all have lives and other gigs we're Mm. not hopping in a van 18 year olds going across the country yeah no. which i would fucking love yeah but that's not where people are at and i have to understand that i am this is a cat and the queen project and i'm not going mm-hmm. away with it so how do i also perform solo mm-hmm. and that's hard when performing with a band because it's just so fun to have the team supporting and just yeah. like like realizing all the tunes but the mm-hmm. opportunity of going out east as well is I have a smaller Nord 
that I'm going to be working with. <gasps> that, that's like more lightweight because the other one's a fucking dinosaur. Like it's <gasps> just so it's it's just too. I I use probably seven percent of what it's capable of. Wait a second. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be the baby uh, queen. I, I was gonna. Okay. I was gonna. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Like just like wait for a pause in the thing, yeah. in the conversation, and then we can pivot towards this. But now we have to go there okay. because now it's a thing. I want to know. I want to know. Cat Montgomery. I want to know. How did the queen come to be? Ooh. Uh, the queen, like that, that actual keyboard. I don't know. Uh, it's cat and the queen. Like, like what is, what is the queen of cat and the queen? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to actually give you a, a better, a fuller story. Like just like one step back from that. Great. Cause I think it's, uh, um, something that I, I actually do like to share in, 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 opportune times like this but um so as we've kind of discussed back and forth that always theater was my racket yeah one way or the other and um and piano was something that I in fact uh just kept to myself Mm. and then so there's that and um in my early Oh, now I'm realizing that I'm going, I'm actually telling this whole story. All right, good. It's quite, uh, yes. So I resented the key, the piano at points too, because I remember playing it in theater school and the teachers would say like, why don't you act like you play the piano? Like it's just fucking theater school environments can be toxic town. Uh, Just head fucks. It was not, it doesn't work for everyone. Uh And, um, Anyway, so some there was a part of me that was like, why can't I act? I don't want to play the, you know, thing. And, um, and uh, yeah, so time moves on. And in when I was about 30 or 31, I uh, was, um, I was raped. And I closed completely down and my mom um sent me my childhood piano to my apartment in toronto yeah and i that's all i kind of did and um it was it was kind of a it was a very slow process anyway so i was writing all these songs on the piano and then i had rented a keyboard and I had made a friend who was going to these open mics and she was like, well, you should come to this. And it was like a very lo-fi kind of open, warm in- environment of artists that were just doing things. So yeah. the stakes were extremely low, which was exactly what I needed. Right. And so I started to perform a bit more, a bit more and kind of kind of dig that. And then um, <laughs> I think I had asked one of my friends, like, what keyboard would you buy? And he was like, oh, definitely a Nord. Right. And so I went. And, if, you know, man, it was red and it was expensive. Yes, it was. And I was like, are. let's do it. And so nice. I got the biggest one and it was of red. <laughs> so this is funny because a mutual friend of ours, Ben Blaze, is where the queen title comes in. Yeah. So I was doing, I had this, you know, now time has gone on and I'm performing a little bit more in public and I've got this 
beautiful Nord that I'm basically just using the grand piano setting on. So funny. Mm-hmm. Sitting down, kind of doing my cabaret f- songs because I'm so insecure about my voice at that point. Yeah. So the cabaret and the music and the, or the, not the music, the, the comedy aspect or the wah, wah, wah was just to cover up, like really just singing from my heart, you yeah, know? Yeah. And also that's just the nature of development, I suppose, yeah. where I was. Um, being such a, um, it, it, that that aspect was so vulnerable mm-hmm. to expose in front of people. Anyways, when I Ben Blaze, <laughs> he uh, uh, he's like, "What? Uh, what's the name of your keyboard?" And I was calling the keyboard Red. Yeah. And he was like, "Reg," and I'm like, "Reg, <laughs> Reg." Yeah. And I went home and I did name etymology mm-hmm. of Reginald. Okay. And Regina or uh, Regina or whatever. Right. And it's royalty. Uh-huh. And so then I was like, queen. And so uh-huh. for a little bit of time, I was like, is it cat queen? Is it cat and queen? Cat and the queen? Right. And then it just became cat and the queen. Huh. And sometimes I've, to be honest, I, I mean, I'm sticking with the name and I, and I dig it. I mean, yeah. like I, it's, it's just part of it's, it's my umbrella. Brand, it's absolutely. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But like, ah, oh man, sometimes I just, I wish I had more of a swish name, like, you know, even Montgomery or like, or just like, uh, what are some of the Ralph or whatever those, just like a one name thing. Cat and the Queen. Sometimes I feel like, wah, wah, wah. wow. It's I, like don't, a little I don't know though. Like <laughs> Brand's a brand. It stands out, you know? Yeah, I know. And, I mean, it's been a great umbrella for me to... J.P. Morgan and Chase. J.P. Morgan and Chase. That doesn't roll off the tongue. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, so, yeah, but the... Oh, yeah, I love my my queen, but the truth is it's just... um, I've been working... Oh, okay, yeah, so... just to jump around a bit yeah. is the smaller version I have mm. still like semi-weighted. It's just now 73 keys. It doesn't have the arpeggiator, uh-huh. but it still has like tons of tricks. Right, right. But what I'm moving in as a performer and um, musician artist thing is to start work w- working with a sequencer, uh-huh. which is like I'm super resistant because I'm technology uh, inept Right. Uh, but I'm trying to also just be like, just watch a YouTube video and yeah, learn yeah. how to do it. But I just don't have patience. Right. But, you know, so I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, but so that I can still have big sounds and mm. beats, but have it on the side. Right. And then and then play the keys. But it's also too sometimes that big, beautiful keyboard kind of. I live in a three-story building. I hate to say it, yeah, but because yeah. I know you as a double bass player, this might be like cry, baby, cry. Well, but no. the heaviness of it, I'm yeah. just like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to lug this and all this. Yeah, I'm just carrying it upstairs, yeah. going around the corner. Tunk. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. Oh and the idea God. of being able to gig more a little bit like on transit and kind of walking with it and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like one of the, one of the great things that technology has brought is like complete lack of an amp. Mm. 
Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, like yeah. it would just I would have th- I would have the upright <laughs> bass in one arm like just cradling it like, you know, like a drunken fraternity <laughs> bro and you know, like just carrying that around and then yeah. the other one like I'm counterweighting this amp trying not to like, you know, bounce it off the side of my knee like uh, for the entire trip of where I'm going like oh yeah. god. Mm-hmm. And then the snow. Oh yeah. You know what you know what you pick out uh, uh, my bass has a wheel. Uh, mm-hmm. so that I can just, you know, like it's got one wheel that I can just put in the, mm-hmm. the peg and uh, just get it around. And then you take it uh, outside in the winter. You know what doesn't just get swept away and brushed around in the snow? It's hair. <laughs> so I get to wherever I'm going, the snow melts, and I j- it, there's just like city hair, uh, human hair just rolled up on the side of this wheel. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, that's gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just from everywhere. Like, that's so funny. I had that lying down on my bed the other day when the sun was, sh- like, probably yesterday. Mm. The sun shining in. And just, like, all the particles were floating around. And I would go, you know, and just watch it blow away. But I was just like, look at all the skin flakes. Yeah. That are just, like, we're just swimming through it. And we don't yeah. see it. Yeah. And the hair, is. oh my yeah. God. hair! That's so funny. What grosses people out? Oh, like man. I love pulling hair from a drain. Oh, really? I just love it. <laughs> or a hair taking it off a hairbrush. Really? Oh yeah. It's like satisfying. It's yeah, like, but like as someone eating done. cereal makes me gag. Or spacers in oh, people's yeah. ears, yeah. I get a gag reflex. Spacers in people's ears. You know, like the holes when people stretch out their earlobes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, oh. It just yeah kills I, me. I don't see where that goes 15 years from now, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, oh shit. W- okay, so Cat and the Queen. Yeah. From what you were saying, from what from your story in Pump and yeah. uh, and finding that that yeah. guy in the in the closet while all yeah. this other stuff was going on, Cat and the Queen is your relationship to you know to music and like yeah. like this outlet. Yeah. And like yeah. This yeah. So many times. Buddy, that's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many times like I go to the keyboard and I'll just fucking weep. Yeah. Because I'll just say, I'm like, oh, you're not here to judge me. Yeah. Like, I'm just, you're here for me. You're Mm. an ex, yeah, this is an extension. Yeah. But sometimes things will keep me away that I'm not, I haven't been practicing enough or just all this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. But really, it's just there to like hold me. Yeah. And it's truly, I'm just so grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to look at practice and technique as a way of like honoring it, really, just yeah. to like learn it more and just to expand my range. But uh, the, the, the voices of putting myself down of what kind of musician I am or am I, I'm not, yeah. I think is tired and I'm not interested. Yeah. I, can I tell you something? Please. In the last. I d- I didn't plan on doing it, but through um, you know spending a lot of time. I don't know. I, I in 2016, I went through a really difficult time. I went through. Uh, I was going through a breakup, mm-hmm. and um, all of this, all of the difficulty that that brings, and everything. And then 2017, 
I started making changes in my life and like just little things like uh, I stopped taking like uh, dairy milk in my coffee mm-hmm. and I switched from that to almond milk. I'd stopped taking sugar in my coffee. I stopped yeah. uh, smoking. Ooh. I took a real um, a real look at uh, my relationship with coffee because I like Ooh. drinking a coffee or, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I like that. But an hour and a half later when I feel like just this empty churning, like discomfort yeah. in my stomach and like, ah, God, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I don't like that. And yeah. then, you know, same with um, booze. Like, mm. you know, like, I like having a beer. I don't like getting drunk. I don't like yeah. how I behave. Yeah, or like I get it. The like obnoxiousness Oof. that I think is funny oh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, similarly with weed, like I like the first half hour. Uh, and it's really nice and social and it's funny and you know like, and yeah. I like the way that that I react with music to it. Yeah. Um, but after that, like there, the, the I find like I don't like myself socially. Mm-hmm. Like I, there are mm-hmm. these social barriers where I, like I I don't talk mm-hmm. or I like I just like I look at people going like yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I see myself in pictures and I'm like. You look like an asshole. I know this tale. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's take a look at that, you know? And I started, I started doing that. And then 2018 comes around. Uh, uh, Me and my girlfriend met uh, at a show that I was doing sound design for called Date Me. It was about online dating. And so we (laughs) we met in person about online dating. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, uh, and then we started, you know, we, uh, started after that. And then, uh, in 2018, I just threw a bunch of different things. Like I wasn't playing, like I'd started saying no to new projects. That was another thing that I was changing. It was that like, just see what it feels like just to say no to N- all No to things. others. You say yes to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I, and then all this time goes by and then, um, my girlfriend was teaching dance and she needed a musician for her class yeah and she said would you like to play and i said what do you need me to play like what do you want and she said absolutely anything you want oh beautiful Uh, i want this one thing there's this one sequence of things that i uh that i do when i teach and it's like um it's all in four four but there's one grouping of 16 bars and there's one grouping of one bar and then there's a grouping of uh, 16 again and then there's a grouping of two and then 16 16 and then that's it and anything else like just play whatever you want so i hadn't played in a long time and mm. you know how they're like there are those ticks in your playing that you uh that you convince yourself that you can't do this certain thing uh-huh. that like this this little bit is too tricky or like oh that's that kind of jump and i can't do those kinds of jumps and yeah whatnot. yeah i had taken so much time away from the instrument that those things weren't really things anymore that my body was just like had relaxed around them and i got to a point this is early this um it's, late spring early summer 2019 i got to a point where i would approach the instrument and i'd be able to play my thought which was never the thing i would play a bass line Uh or i would play what i was supposed to play i would play the changes or whatever but that but neither of those things were necessarily just my thought relaxed as it was and i think it, it kind of relates or it 
it falls in line to um, how I would judge other bass players when I saw them. Right. Was that I didn't feel that judgment anymore. I was uh -huh. just like, oh, what do you bring? Oh, that's great. You know, like like I wasn't a part of that. I wasn't like competing with this person yeah. or uh, like, oh, I have to be that good next time or whatever. Uh, and it was just like, I'm here right now. This is what I want to play. You know, just I would just be able to play it and. It was incredible because it, it was like this dragon that I was constantly chasing yeah. and just like, ah, but I was always so busy and so tight and so wound up and yeah. busy with this pre pre-existing cognition of what I thought music was, what I thought myself was, what I felt my limits were and all of this stuff. And then I just forgot about that mm. for a year. It just, you know, I just put all those things down. And then when I came back to the instrument, I was so much more of myself and like this thing it just unlocked and i i'm not playing for other people now i'm playing for myself you mm -hmm. know and it Poof. it was an incredibly deep and amazing experience uh all right my <laughs> landlord is deciding to <laughs> shovel the stairs right now so uh yeah i love this this is just like mark Marin. a helicopter a goes by more. or someone's doing a leaf ASMR blower or something here. that's yeah. fun so if you hear that that is shoveling <laughs> um but the beauty of permission man yeah yeah it, but putting it back to you now we, this this conversation has been all over the place so yeah. you know shout out tim ferris yeah. uh, <laughs> but um what does his go all over the place he does he i think he does it on purpose because you know if you follow a narrative line you kind of you end up following the person's story the person's like the story that they like to tell uh -huh. you know and there's well we started here and then, blah, blah, yeah. and then i felt like oh this business is going to be ours but i only I had two dollars and blah, I, don't, blah, blah. I don't even think that way yeah but it, like yeah so if, if you you know like if you just create all these dots there's uh -huh. a possibility to kind of draw oh, them in yeah. maybe yeah, which yeah, yeah. you know which has happened with the like the the queen you know oh, your relationship yeah. to your instrument yeah yeah and i think it's totally normal to if, if anyone ever has a thing about oh why do musicians name their instruments that's weird or it's whatever it's not oh, no. like people you know like you go to an instrument and there is a relationship there oh and yeah there's a trust and oh, there's yeah. an understanding like yeah 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 there sure is yeah it's um one of my favorite songs is called Major C. Yeah. And it came from a heartbreak to the max. Yeah. Um, a, a handful of years ago. And I knew it was, it was a wild because I knew this guy who I was just fucking bananas for. And I thought he was like it, you know. Yeah. And I get this message from him and he's like, uh, can we talk? And I just I just knew. Yeah. And it wasn't for a matter of hours. We weren't going to meet up for like three hours or something. Yeah. And I, but I just, I knew. Right. And so I was, I went between the, p my piano that my right. mom had sent me. So I have the piano at my house, mm -hmm. my apartment went between the piano and my bed curled yeah. up in a little fetal position, like right. back and forth. But I was kept being drawn to the piano yeah. and the lines are like, and I wrote it in C major. Yeah. Because I have always avoided writing in C major because it's not interesting enough. Right. So the first lyric is I, I always um, avoided writing a simple song in the key of C 
because how could that be enough to win your love? Mm. You know, and it's a very raw song. Yeah. And it's one of my favorites. Yeah. It really is in the way that it evolves and has kind of taken different, um, you know, with, with playing with the Royals or mm. just doing it on my own. But I, that, that was such a lesson. And that's the beautiful thing too, that, you know, writing music or art gives me is like that classic line of, you know, the Carrie Fisher town of, you know, take your broken heart and make it into art. Yeah. Like once, once it turns into something like that, it's the, the power is almost taken away from the person or the relationship or the, the pain yeah. that might still be there, of course, because the love was there. But when I get a little golden egg, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. Then I thank the relationship. Right. You know, funny enough, though, moving forward, I'd like to <laughs> branch my branch out from the content of failed love or unrequited love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was uh, I've had a conversation with uh, Matt Edison, who's uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, is an old friend. We uh, we used to play together a bunch of years ago. He's an actor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's on a Tarragon right now. It'll be closed by the time this is up, but you know. Mm. Uh, but um, I'd asked him about that because he wrote he wrote songs about very personal moments, mm-hmm. and you know, I was and. As a time and again songwriter, lyricist myself, I had asked him, you know, how does it feel? Because is that a, or is that a healthy thing to do? Because you're writing about this moment that was so difficult. And does it take you back to that moment? Um, and he said that it doesn't, that it was a thing that once it's written it's like a snapshot of this moment Mm -hmm. and then you can then you can take some time and uh and like just look at it objectively and then you can you know play into what that what this mood needs and Mm -hmm. uh and then enjoy it with everybody else Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know well i mean i had a brilliant um you know when i was going through as that kind of paralyzing isolated time where my mom had sent me the piano i started seeing a therapist who i mean i had seen therapists in the past but um oh my god one psychiatrist i saw just pummeled me with zoloft and he would fall asleep while i would be in a session it was like psychoanalysis and so i thought i kind of went up there thinking i'm like woody allen or something like that but it just turned out that i was like dancing for grandpa or dancing for my dad or whatever the fucking thing was anyways punching (laughs) in punching out and just like here you go take this go away yeah meanwhile i'm just like drinking so oh the and sadness. it's fucking money too like well i mean that was co- that's a thing with psychiatry it's covered on ohep oh yeah yeah mm. and and this therapist that i saw was at uh god bless her yeah heather cadigan from uh, parkdale women's center mm-hmm. just an amazing human and uh you know she would say to me she's like we're not just one experience yeah so having these things happen to us, it's also like we're, we're not just one thing. Yeah. And she taught me, she's a beautiful, um, I never really heard her. She used to 
sing with like backup singing with Ashley McIsaac. So she had like all this history of of that kind of performance and voice. And uh, she would tell me, you know, and I would go there like, oh, I can't. And that was all in the same time that I was writing the songs and thinking other friends were going to sing them and stuff. And she's just like, the voice is just a muscle. Like you can exercise it like anything else. Yeah, yeah. And I find that also the voice is just so, it's attached. It's such a, um, like, tension and the psychology of it, you know, of, you know, when you're, it's, it's, I, it's wild to me of where my voice started and and by no means is, I mean, it's just grown so much from where it has, from where, from where it was. Well, yeah. Which I is, mean, I like that. <laughs> I, I find that with theater artists and ex- maybe even potentially comedy artists, mm. they're more they're a bit more rough and tumble with stuff, mm-hmm. which is a double edged sword uh, at times. But um, you know, like you're able to play with this guy, and then oh, you're yeah. able to like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're you know, and then you use all of that stuff, and then yeah. you do the training, and you're like, you'll be swell, you know, and yeah. like you can just do all of these things, and mm-hmm. like like it's fluid, and, and it's all part of use, so it's all part of your sound, and I noticed that like you know, in prepping for this, um, when I learned your birthday is on May the third, because <laughs> um, it, it starts with that. Who's gonna call it? Who's gonna call it? And like, and then it gets to this place of like Florence and the Machine, and just, and then the punk rock, and then like the bigness of it, the size of it, and then, um, and then you're talking, you know, like you were saying, like you use seven percent of uh, of the piano, but. Most of what I what I've listened to in the last three years has been like crazy synths and different sounds and textures. That's and, true. That's you true. You know, and like, and your production has really like changed and morphed yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. has that been for you? I think that's just a matter of attention and time. Yeah. And curiosity and um, comfort and um, like a. Um, a nice kind of confidence yeah not a, an ego ignorant confidence but sometimes i clock like when i'm the band leader talking with these amazing guys that yeah. i'm i'm all about bring bring whatever creative ideas and wants you want to do and input and like what do you think right yeah but also at the end of the day is like ah oh, i think we're going too long on that can you take that back or i like that and i'll I'll just have like a little fucking high five in my heart mm. being like, man, it's taken me a while yeah. to just to, uh, to speak like this, to, f- to, to own myself as like, yeah, I do music stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's wild, but I don't think I don't, I don't, you know, there's this, um, kind of terminology of a spiritual bypass. Okay. Like for What's instance, that? Oh, well, um, I'm going through a breakup myself Uh and the grief is huge and i have to go through it Mm. because if i try if i try to bypass it that that don't work yeah it's it doesn't because it just means that i'm covering it up with substance or i'm pretending it's not there but it's there it's like and so accepting it and just kind of just moving through it and allowing the component like not the component like the (laughs) the the god of time 
to just do its thing. Yeah. It's yeah. it's hard though. Like the waves are just mm-hmm. they're there. Oh, they're man. there. Yeah. They're there. But it's a it's a it's a neat I mean it I it sounds so the language that you choose. Yeah. But uh it is an interesting journey. Well, I mean, uh another thing that I wanted is related to that, related to all of that. Um, was your journey for, first of all it, all of the all of this stuff that we've just been talking about in mm-hmm. the last two minutes is you know you'd been saying before that you were, your comfort zone is in like visual creating and th- while you were mm-hmm. saying that about the visual I was like but all of this music that you put out on uh, on all these platforms of like that covers your work from the last three years that you wanted to mm-hmm. you know the things that you felt like you wanted to uh, mm-hmm. record were highly highly aud- auditorially curated mm-hmm. you know like you really like went into the nit- nitpickiness and the and the whatnot uh, and like just like um, onion skin like just layer upon layer of the music and, uh-huh. it was, and it was really good but then uh as kind of case in point i wanted to talk about uh no longer mine yeah and how that was an extension from sucker punch yeah how are you doing are you okay oh yeah i'm Is great i'm just stretching out my leg take a bathroom break or? No, no, no no i'm cool okay all right but yeah like, uh it started with with sucker punch which i found online yes. which is a crazy video yeah. so great like it starts out and you're just like bloody and freaking broken did that like in my apartment and we just did the you time just, lapse you're photos. just like you're my friend and i know you love me and just punch me in the face till i <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah um, that was great yeah, yeah. I was hoping actually to use that video for No Longer Mine. Yeah. But my pal Samantha Maidley, who made that amazing Schmaidley. video, Schmaidley. Yeah. Do you yeah. know Schmaidley? Yeah. How do you know Schmaidley? Uh, she used to date <laughs> a very old friend of mine, uh, Nick Noriega, years and years and years ago, oh. like, uh, like two thousand or something. Oh, wowzers. Yeah. That yeah. is a long time ago. And then uh, she's fr- she's uh, Ottawa friends with Dana Fratkin. Oh. And we went to school together. So neato. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, she's one of my BFFs. Sam Madeley. Yeah. She also did a video for Blades of Grass, which has gone through different incarnations as well. Yeah. And I was so hoping that we'd be able to use those videos and kind of get rid of the old version and put the new ones in. Yeah. But she had gotten new equipment and wasn't able to do it with her video editing. Sam Madeley. Oh my God, <laughs> Samantha Madeley. Wonderful. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love that video. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, talk about the golden goose for content. Mm. The break, the, the breakup. I say quote unquote because we were never together. I just thought we should be. Um, when it didn't happen, when I said that story of Major C, yeah. you know, going yeah. from the piano to the bed. Sucker Punch also came from that human. Right. Where I'd been going through Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, I saw a picture of him in a suit or uh-huh. something. And I just felt that. I felt that sucker punch. I felt that punch in the gut. I'm just like, ugh. But you're no longer mine, but were you ever mine kind of thing. Sucker Punch from Taunton. You know, and just the process of moving past things like I read my books most every day poets of the past were my 
boat in these times of high waves and you know just really what does that mean that, uh, that's poets that, of the past no um read my books most every day i read my books most every day i in my book right now i have pema children uh when things fall apart uh-huh. i have a uh, woman's way uh women's version of going through the 12 steps of aa uh-huh. and i read this literature to to embrace the process of it's like theory to go with my feelings yeah of how to let go and people come into our life and then they leave and it's uh, it's a time for transformation and and just to keep in the light of things yeah it's yeah. all it's even coming back around to like the darkness and the lightness and yeah david Byrne, but it's to keep into the the process of this whole fucking racket of existing mm-hmm. um in a in a not a not a pollyanna like hopeful kind of whatever way but just in a way of comfort mm-hmm. and so that's what i mean i read my books most every day and poets like rilke or rumi or yeah these other or Anne sexton or you know like all these humans where i'm just like oh or you know like they hold yeah they ho- i had that experience actually when i had a an, another breakup just nothing but breakups mm-hmm. um where I read, I know, I, God, I think it was after my most recent one, where I woke up in the morning and I read poetry, and I had never really, I'd never done that before. Yeah. And it was like the only thing I could read. I couldn't read anything with any story or narrative or fact or something that I had to follow I just needed a container to be able to put my my whole aching self into yeah and um but yeah again back to those lyrics you know just all the things in the that song those chorus nor the verses rather are all about like what I try to do and I understand how this gig goes like mm-hmm fire is a fire as long as I flame it gotta weather these highs and lows and having so much perspective and yeah I get it but still I see that photo I see them and they're not mine anymore and it fucking hurts yeah and that's where that that song came from and it's had a lot of life yeah I mean like I don't um a lot of my songs have gone through places of you know, they start someplace and then they get renamed or, mm. you know, I guess that's again going back into the lab, reimagined. And and that's what I'm hoping to do a bit when I go out east, mm-hmm. like even talking about Mercy Fight and yeah, some other songs that I've let go of. Just right. like, oh, what? It, how are you feeling right now? Right. If right. I can remember them because I'm yeah, really bad yeah. at documenting yeah. songs. Oh, geez. That's uh, we were really good at documenting songs, but then uh, we were really bad at going through the tapes <laughs> of documenting songs. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I did a residency for like I think like three winters, uh-huh. uh, where we were just uh, it was kind of the anti-Elasto Citizens. Um, oh yeah, like uh, bass, drums, guitar, v- uh, lead vocal, and uh, the saxophone player was on keys, mm. and the five of us would just show up and like we knew each other and we knew you know we knew how to trust each other and mm-hmm. uh, and we knew how to imp- we knew that we all knew how to improvise, mm-hmm. um, so we just showed up and we had to play two sets, and 
at first it was just you know like let's just play if we really stuck then we know that we can go into some part of some song mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. but like let's just play and like so like just hour upon hour upon hour upon hour upon set upon set we would just add up and like i would i always had the the idea of just putting on the voice recorder tossing this you know somewhere close by and mm-hmm. then you know then just let it go and like it was like it was incredible. It was a lot of work because it's a weekly residency and all that kind of stuff. And there yeah. were definitely bad moments or like bad nights. Yeah. But like, it was like, whoa. Oh my God. Like just, you know, like just trust and grab and then let oh, it yeah. go and like, don't, don't get attached to anything, but then like, just like, Oh, remember that? Yeah. What the hell was that? And, yeah. You know? And then like all these songs come out and come out of it. But, um, yeah like just like letting it grow and morph and then having that experience of like that we're able to do all this stuff that we're like you know like it's taken out most of that fear from me do you have a process um or like a ritual something something that you enjoy doing i like to think about that whenever i pour tea because (laughs) because tea is such a like you know there's a whole is a thing that's actually called the tea ritual so yeah 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 um it changes and moves around mm-hmm. um right now i'm in um a time where i know that i'm creating yeah like but just um you know there's other times where i'm trying to produce or promote or um you know in recording or whatever but right now i know i'm in a place of creation yeah um so there are things as far as even just having the notebook beside my bed right of um of i don't know there's just some there's more of a vibe to how i'm kind of operating or conducting myself or what I'm putting in my body as far as like keeping it keeping it a bit kind of clean and open to uh, you know when I'm brushing my hair a melody will come in and then I find it on the keyboard so there's like a little bit of that right but I I I find that you know structure is always helpful yeah I don't have one on like a super uh, right now Mm-hmm. I'd like to say, well, I meditate for 30 minutes and then I write for an hour and then I practice my scale, you know. And That just is the podcast script, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> you're going off script right now and I'm going to allow it. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, no, I don't have... I was talking about that with the one of the, the, the students I was working with today of uh, sometimes I have... Um, a riff or some kind of idea that I've been working with. Mm. And then what I find very helpful is if I have writing, like if I have a resource of material that I can kind of comb through a bit. Mm. Like lyrics uh, or like lyrics. Yeah. yeah lyrics okay. and just Frankenstein it. Just right, be like, right. Oh, how does this work yeah. or what? And that was the case of old yeller. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, but for me, process is i is in the showing up of it yeah like giving yourself two hours and yeah you know that at the end of the two hours you'll be different 
Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I really love that, actually, of turning my phone off, setting the alarm, saying, "All oh, you've, you've got three hours now, babe, just to do whatever fits. And, uh, oh, that's such a cute little teapot yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a little Chinese tea, teapot. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah it's fill- I think I overfilled it, but um, these, these are all like little dried little pellets. Sorry, I started a new tea while we, while we went to. Oh, yeah. We went on break. And then it just exploded into this. And, uh, yeah, so you use these leaves uh, for about, like, between three and five usages. And uh, and it still gives, you know, it, it's a different experience tea each time. But, like, it's still very nice tasting tea. Well, Green tea. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to think, though, with going out east, mm. I, I do very well in routine. I do very well with structure. Yeah. Um. I've been bringing, you know, meditation back in and writing has been coming back in. So I think that it's all showing mm. up mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. I Because that kind of, <laughs> I've had a lot of calendar hopes, you know, where I'm like, I'm going to eat only this and I'm going to do this and it's going to be 20 minutes and it's pretty much like gym tan laundry for like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for that. And right. then it falls off the map. I'm like, yeah, this isn't, I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. But a season for everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, that's needed. It, the fact that it um that the process fell off is discouraging in itself, like like that? Is that what you mean? Or um or just like fuck it, move forward. W- w- sorry, say again? Um like you you would say uh you would uh, things would st- things would start to fall off the schedule would start to fall off and then you're oh, like ah blah, blah, blah. yeah because the expectations it was like ah this isn't uh, this isn't helpful necessarily like i like to um you know have a list of things i'd like to do mm-hmm. have a window to do it right and then do it yeah um like this right yeah. But sometimes if there's too much, like if, if I haven't done that, ugh, it's, just, it's just a way of approaching the work, I think, that's far mm. more sustainable yeah. and pleasurable, for fuck's sakes. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask what happened, because I, I, think, I think we went off on a different tangent, yeah. but what happened with your, uh, the poetry phase where everything you were reading was poetry? Oh, well, it was really just that morning. I mean, I have oh. lots of... <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, uh, but no, I mean, I thought I, it was like <laughs> 18 months. No, no, and no. And you no. moved to oh, Soviet Russia. And no, like no, no, <laughs> no. I do, no, I do love, oh my God, the Ru- uh, Rumi and the Rilke. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I love, but what the experience that I had that morning where mm. I couldn't, I, it's like I couldn't stomach anything but it. Yeah. Was an experience uh-huh. I'd never had before okay. of understanding the power of poetry. Because I, you know, just to be able to like just lose myself in it. That yeah. was that was something really. And that that was that morning. Huh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the second podcast in a row where poetry's come up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, the f- the last one um, was with Christian McKenna, and he's done some. It's a, l- a lot of his like stream of consciousness kind of prose kind of thing. But like I know he's a huge Bukowski fan and mm. uh, whatnot. But I read this one uh, by Leonard Cohen. It was this brief little th- uh, little poem that discussed when he found out that his father had died, mm. and 
uh, Christian and I both lost our fathers when we were kids. Mm. Uh, he was 10 and I was 16. And so we just, you know, we just, it was a way to open up the conversation about, you know, both pe- two people who have lost, like the person, that person in their lives, you know, is, I don't know, there's something, it's the conversation goes differently, I find, you know, like when, yeah. You know, when you when you tell somebody something and they're like their reaction is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then like it becomes like, oh, it's okay, ladies. Mm. And it's like, are we consoling each other? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like I would. And so, yeah, we just spent some time like talking about our fathers and stuff. But yeah. So poetry. Do you have any what what roomy or what what if someone were to. If you were to recommend a oh, book of poetry. The Rumi, what is the, um, you know. It doesn't have to be Rumi, but. Well, the one that I think of, and I'm just going to murder it, but uh, f- all you have to do is seek for love. So oh, well. why do you keep stop? Uh, why do you keep stopping at these mean spirited roadhouses? And it's just this. um <laughs> <laughs> so can you say that again oh gosh should i should i look it up so All i right. can actually sure. read it okay so All right, here we uh, go. well this is just one of them i mean have you seen jojo rabbit no you know the movie though right uh no no I jojo rabbit no nope. nominated for lots of things it's um a brilliant brilliant movie yeah and the last um, line ends with a Rilke poem, a poem essentially that's just uh, um, oh my god this is going mm. oh no, <laughs> no. Really, it's like drunk history but for like poems mm. but I'll just okay. poem it's awesome <laughs> it's awesome it's, the it's end like of this movie. hold it all man because mm. it's all gonna end snap 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 <laughs> but this uh, this roomie is gamble everything for love if you are a true human being. If not, leave this gathering. Half-heartedness doesn't reach into majesty. You set out to find God, but then you keep stopping for long periods at mean-spirited roadhouses. Don't wait any longer. Dive in the ocean. Leave and let the sea be you. Silent, absent, walking an empty road. All praise. That's that's it. But the mean spirited roadhouses, it's just those unnecessary voices and places and fears and judgments of others and comparisons. So it's the Yeah. The like what that I guess what would you say personify or like what that embodies yeah. of the mean spirited roadhouses, the unkind places. No, we are on Nothing but love. You places know? you put yourself or places you find yourself in. Yeah, and, and it can be absolutely literal, but also just like in the the headspace. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, the um uh self talk that it can be such a good guide of like, no, that wasn't good enough. We can do better. Mm-hmm. But there's another point of it is like, that was pretty good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like a little bit of sense of humor too. Yeah, yeah. Like we're just all fucking ma- making some tunes and trading notes and yeah, making skits and living our life. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm the one who's got to die when it's time for me to die. So I, I mean, live I my life the way I want to. Yeah, I had this experience where I was doing a show a little while ago, and mm. I was doing it with another performer, and she was getting really, really worked up as far as the perfectionism of the evening. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of clocked another win where I was like, oh, I get that. I get that feeling. Yeah. But who cares? Like, I felt like I've maybe I it's it just the 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 gift of time you mm. know and and doing it a little bit that I don't get worked up the same way I certainly get nervous and excited and need to you know yeah like I, I feel it in my body and I'm grateful for that I don't want that to ever go away yeah because that's just that's also like excitement and getting revved up and my body knows it mm. um so I don't want to take that away. But the like the micromanaging of trying to make something and is it going to, what's it mean? I'm like, who cares? Yeah. You know, I've made so many decisions in art where I, I, <laughs> I choose a project because I think it's going to lead me someplace. Right. And it doesn't. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it or not, and not, not to compromise what I really want to be doing, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It's I a, think, yeah. It's a little Steve Jobsy, you know what I mean? Like yeah. follow your bliss and trust that the dots will connect. Yeah, and I yeah. Think, I think that's a very true, yeah, helpful thing. Which gets t- tough when you start saying no to things, you know. Uh, oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, there's so much more that we could go into. I know. I, okay, one one more thing that I do want to talk about. Yeah. Um, th- uh, something that. Recurring theme that happens in the videos mm. and recurring theme. Of I'm in a bathtub. Th- I'm sorry. I'm in a bathtub. You're in a bathtub. That wasn't the one I was going <laughs> to talk about, though. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Keep going. All right. Bathtub and animals. Animals? Mm-hmm. Like the ones that I've made myself on my phone, like Old Yeller and oh. uh, and the, the clips in your in your in your videos. Like, yeah, like there was that one. Uh, I forget the I forget the name of the song right now, but uh, you are approaching uh, a like duck? a romantic thing, uh, a romantic involvement, engagement, and you're just like you're letting yourself go over to this like the the bliss of first love and the music is building in this way and then uh, and then it just comes over the peak and it's just and we're here and the the image that either you or sam or whoever it was chose was uh whale breaching just oh 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 that was that was nathan nathan schwartz yeah nathan schwartz god fucking love him so much Mm. he um Speaking of, you know, how relationships evolve, he and I dated in theater school in our 20s. Yeah. And um, and now we're just fun, like just great friends. Yeah. And he's a super, super talented, uh, well, talented many things, writer, director, musician. And um, he makes these videos. Mm-hmm. So he uh, he made a few videos for Pump to be projected. Right. Oh, okay. And one of which was this music video, Old Yeller. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he that's uh, it's but it's very true. The whale crashing. What he was getting with with that video definitely was the beauty that exists in the world. Yeah. Because he had made other videos for that project where. The, pr- the character, my character is just getting so overwhelmed by 
how the planet is on fire, yeah, you know, yeah. but then in contrast, this video plays against a song where you just see, you know, someone's saving an oily duck yeah, or yeah. people see this beautiful whale crashing. Mm -hmm. um, but I, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, the videos that I make do have a lot of animals in them. Mm -hmm. And that's probably just cause like, that's what I'm filming. Yeah. You know, mm. but there is um one th one thing with that is that I'm lucky um for most most of my falls, most of September and October, um I'm lucky enough to stay in my mom's cottage by myself mm. up north. Yeah. And no one's on the lake. Right. Like it's it's crazy and I get dropped off. I don't have a car. Yeah. And I'm there generally for 10 days or something like that by myself and then someone comes in and gives me food and so i've been there for five weeks at a time sometimes just two weeks sometimes three weeks but for a, a period of time and i always end up creating in that space yeah. hot bath is what came out of this last one right. um and old yeller was a time before that where i was petrified in my bed that like a whole bunch of mice were gonna come and lay babies on my face or something <laughs> like that i was so fucking scared i was like you know specific oh i know mice are just like and, uh, and i really had to get over it like farley mowett styles i was just like they were around all the place and i was cleaning traps mm. anyways but with that particular evening i was like, so scared and then i was just like you know what let's just let's go onto the front porch I don't think I was like, let's write a poem. I think it started off with like, let's sit on the front porch, have a cigarette or whatever was happening. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I wrote a poem and then it started to rain. Yeah. And then the poem was like, thank you for the rain tonight. I needed company like a pack of wild dogs dancing on my rooftop, making calls to my heart. Mm. And then those lyrics, I had this riff that I've always been kind of playing with. Um, and I just put the two and two together and it's one of my favorite songs, Nice, you know, because it also has such a rich s story to it. That's not <laughs> external human related. I think that's right. why I like it too. Nice. But, uh, but the reason why I was saying all that with the up North is that, uh, Oh my gosh, there's a, a beautiful white dog mm. that lives on the neighboring lake. And her name is Blizzard. Yeah. And when Sam and I were filming that first initial video for Blades of Grass. Right. It was it, the whole concept of the video is travel. Uh -huh. She gets me from when I'm leaving the apartment. I hop on the bike. I take the bus, you know, and then we end up in the woods. Yeah. And then we end up by the waterfalls and I dump somebody's ashes. That's like the story. Yeah. And a part of the journey was. I'm going to have these little toys and, and leave them around as almost like tokens or something. Mm -hmm. And I had this white porcelain little doggy. And so early in the afternoon of the shoot, I had placed it on a log and on we move. Yeah. And then somewhere in the afternoon, we're shooting. And out of fucking nowhere, this white majestic dog. Like, the, you know, in that husky kind of Northern Territory family, mm -hmm. white wolf yeah comes yeah. out of nowhere and just we start wrestling and playing and we're like oh 
it's like the dot dog just came to life. <laughs> Anyways, and since then, Blizzard is my pal up there. Yeah. So much. I'm, I'm going on to, we'll wrap it. To, mm. But that, uh, um, the b- blizzard would come and you know after that night that i was so scared yeah. the next day she just hung out on my front porch yeah. and didn't leave and one time she came to pick me up for a walk which she would do at like 10 in the morning mm-hmm. and i was i was doing my thing yeah and i was like blizzard aka blizzy rascal right. um i was like blizzard how about you i i'm doing some stuff right now but how about you come back at 5 p.m i'll be ready mm she came back at 530. I'm like, bitch, you're late. Oh, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh. oh, how'd that, ro- that? This was fun. Oh, man, totally. Uh, um, do a plug. Where, where can we find your music? Ooh, well. Catandthequeen.ca. Catandthequeen.ca. Um, I released some vinyl, which is selling around town. I forgot to bring yours. Mm. So we'll have to do another. Well, yeah, time. we'll have to do this again. Well, we'll have to do it again. I like it. Chapter 77. Um, <laughs> and all the streaming stuff like Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Montgomery. <laughs> Woo, another good episode. Woo. Ooh. So there you have it, everyone. Art Heels, Cat and the Queen. That's probably the most incredible origin story I've ever heard. And don't you want to have a listen? Cat and the Queen, her new album is out. It's called Heart for a Ride. It's available on all major online music outlets, as well as on vinyl at Rotate This at Sonic Boom. How do I know? Because that's where I got mine. She will be playing online again. uh, That's online available this Friday. That is April 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that is the COVID show at Barry's Live Music Show. That's the at symbol Barry's Live Music Show on Instagram. And if you like this show, The Escapismists, if you find it helpful and if you're able to help us out, please visit our Patreon page that's listed in the show notes. Anything you can give would help us out a lot. Um, if you want to give us a pint a, a month or a cup of coffee a month, um, that would really, really help out. Uh, but I know it's a hard time, so whatever you can give, uh, we will appreciate. Thanks again, and thank you for listening to The Escapismists. This is Jason O'Brien. Bye.